everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Therese Therese, and normally what I do is read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry, but I will not be reading a poem on today. I just wanted to have a conversation, even if it sounds like I'm talking to myself. Um, I was thinking about relationships. So a lot of you who listen to my episodes are very much aware that the name of this podcast is called The Dear Future Hubby Podcast. And I'm sure some of you are wondering why the title. Well, I was inspired because I was listening to another podcast. And as I was listening to the podcast, I could relate to a lot of the testimonies and the interviews that were being shared. Um, And it was from a male's perspective, for the most part, because he was looking for or is looking for his future wife. And so I decided that I wanted to delve deeper into this because being a divorcee and being a single mother of six gorgeous children... um, I literally realized that deep down inside, I still had a desire to remarry. But I wanted to speak from my perspective in terms of my future hubby and what that looks like to wait on my future hubby. And so for those of you that have been following my episodes for quite some time, following this podcast for quite some time, it's a little bit over a year old. Um, it was birthed on January the 7th of 2021, and I have done all that I can to be completely transparent in reference to this journey. But as I'm going on this journey, I've literally started to reevaluate what it means to wait for my future hubby. I had heard, I have, actually, I think it was on one of the episodes I watched <laughs> um, of the gentleman who was looking for his future wife, but there was an episode that he interviewed a young man, and when he was interviewing the young man, the guy responded to him and saying something in the nature of he did not want to ziplock his life waiting for, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly what he said verbatim, but what he was stating um, and what I gathered from what he stated was that he did not want to ziplock his life waiting for his future wife to manifest. And I, in a lot of ways, can relate to that. One thing I have come to recognize when it comes to just the nuances of relationships is that even when you connect with an individual, your person of interest, even when you are connecting to this person, that y'all may not always see eye to eye on everything. And that is really okay. But I've also come to realize that a lot of my self-belief systems were handed down to me, not necessarily the self-belief systems that I discovered on my own, but they were actually handed to me. So the older that I'm getting, 
or passed down to me, maybe a better way to, to put it. Um, like a learned behavior, so to speak. And so the older that I'm becoming and the more that I begin to quote-unquote count up the cost, yes, I do desire a life partner. Yes, I do desire a husband. But what I'm coming to recognize or realize is that I can see why some people are very much content in their singleness, where they're not wanting to be married, where they're only wanting to date, per se. Um, I can also see why it is that someone would want a life partner. There's a lot of, the Bible talks about um, that two are better than one. But the more that I look into that, I'm starting to realize that it's based off of, in my opinion, the perspective of the person that is making that statement. To that person, two may be better than one. But to an individual who is content in their singleness, one may be better than two. Now, there's the advantages of two becoming one. There's the advantages of two people. But then I also see that there's advantages of being alone. So recently I took a road trip to Atlanta, Georgia, and I did it on a whim. I literally was a faith move. There was an event that I wanted to attend. I made a couple of calls to see if anybody would be able to attend, and no one answered the phone. (laughs) So I took that as a sign that it was meant for me to go on this actual excursion by myself. Now, when I tell you, I believe that it was one of the best decisions that I could have ever made uh, by doing that alone, because in it, in my doing and going on that journey alone, I was able to really and truly address some of those self-belief systems, as well as learn more about myself. And what I realized, and I've, I've said it before, but I feel like I've gone to another level in that regard. I absolutely love my own company. So it was endearing for the people that loved me as well um, to call me and check on me and converse with me and to make sure I was safe. Because for those of you that don't know, I'm an Austinite. I was born and raised in Austin, Texas. And so I now reside in Austin, Texas. So what pretty much the drive for me, it stated on the app that it would only be a 14 and 38 minute drive. Going there, I believe I was on the road for 18 hours because I did a little stop and go, you know, had to refill and things like that. But so it took me to get to Atlanta eight hours. And then it took me, I mean, sorry, 18 hours. And then for me to get back, uh, roughly around 17 hours. Um, But It felt like a supernatural trip, literally, because now when I look back on the journey, it happened so quickly, and it pretty much went without a hitch for the most part. I really can't believe that I had the strength or the wherewithal to do that by myself, and there were a lot of people that were clutching their pearls (laughs) when I told them that I was going on that journey alone. And I noticed that that is fear-based. I am of the mindset, and this is me, this is me, everybody didn't have to agree, but I truly am of the mindset that 
being said, I don't ever truly feel like I'm alone. I may be going somewhere, I may be doing something by myself, but I don't really ever have that lonely feeling. Um, and for me, I think very deeply. So I like to take those moments to process some of my thoughts, to process some of my dreams and goals and aspirations, to try to figure out how I'm going to get from point A to point B, um, to listen to things that are going to fill me up, hopefully, not tear me down, um, and have conversations that I believe also are going to do the same, fill me up, not tear me down. So with that being said, whenever I'm on those journeys, it's pleasant for me. Um, I love to travel. I love to travel by myself. I love to travel with other people. I just really absolutely love being on the open road and just enjoying nature. I am a nature type of girl. And that is something that I've also recognized about myself is that it's something about the sun, it's something about the beach, it's something about the birds chirping and the trees, just wind blowing, like all of those things. I am I gravitate to. I love, 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 love nature. And so, um, as I was on the journey to Atlanta, I was observing the beautiful trees, I was observing the scenery, um, going through I went through Alabama. Where else I go through? Child went through that trip so quick out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I went through, yeah, I went through that trip pretty quick. I probably have to pull up the map just to remember because that's how fast I feel like it went, um, now that it's over with, because in a nutshell, I believe that, okay, so it took me, it took me about 20 hours to get there. I only stayed there for about eight hours, rested, so I rested, I rested when I got there, rested after the event, and then drove. And I did more, like, I don't even, I only slept for maybe an hour and a half, if that. And so I did more driving than anything. But when I tell you the joy of the Lord was my strength, I felt the anointing at the event. Um, I got questions answered. I received direction. Um and then I was able to fellowship with some beautiful people, which I love to fellowship anyway. I love networking. Absolutely love it. And so I was able to do that. And the Bible talks about how iron sharpens iron. I didn't take the time out to tell anyone, um, you know, that I had traveled there by myself. I didn't even make that statement. No one at the event knew, you know, that I was alone. I pretty much just showed up, supported the ministry, you know, did what I had to do, and then I left. But it was, I consider, it was a God encounter. Um, and to this day, like every time I think about it, my cup runs over every single time. But I was willing to take that journey whether someone else was willing to go with me or not. And I said all of that to say this. Even when you find your purpose partner, there are going to be seasons in your life that you are going to have to go at it alone. And I believe, I truly believe that before you can connect with anyone on any level, 
you have got to be okay with yourself. You've got to know your proclivities. You've got to know your strengths, your weaknesses. You've got to know your pet peeves. You've got to know the things that irk you and the things that you love to celebrate, love about life. Those things you've got to know. Have y'all ever been in a situation where you are going, I'm just going to say going to buy a gift for someone? And when you go buy a gift for someone, you can you can learn a lot about how you view that person when it comes to your gifting. If it takes you two seconds to purchase something and you don't put a lot of thought into it, there is a strong possibility, this is just my opinion, that you may not have a lot of thought towards that particular individual <laughs> either. But when you take the time out and you're going from this store to that store to this store to that store because you're trying to find the perfect gift for this individual, that may be an indication that you value them and you value the friendship. Not only that, at some way point, at some point in your journey with that individual, they have taught you how to treat them. You have observed how they treat themselves, and because you have observed how they treat themselves, you want to mirror that in your gifting. And I believe that the only way that you could truly do that and it have substance is when you take time out to do for yourself. Now, I had someone tell me, and I kind of chuckled. I kind of chuckled. I didn't take offense to it because, it, it, like I said, it depends on the person's perspective of who is saying what. And I had someone tell me that I am high maintenance. I do not believe that I am high maintenance at all. I've met high maintenance. I believe my daughters are high maintenance. <laughs> oh, I love my baby girls. <laughs> but I do believe my daughters are high maintenance. And so compared to my daughters, I don't believe that I'm high maintenance. But I do like nice things. And with me, because I have multiple children, I know how to bargain shop. So I know how to get more for less. It's still going to be nice, and it's still going to be quality, but it's going to be less than what someone will know because now all of a sudden, okay, so it, it just depends on the season of which I'm in. It also depends on the mood that I'm in because there are some things in my closet that did not come cheap, okay? So I get why maybe someone would say because I have, you know, been that person that will spend a grip on certain things that I find very, very nice that I feel like, I'll never cross again. That path will never cross again. So, hey, let me go ahead and drop these, you know, these dollars. <laughs> but for the most part, I don't believe I'm high maintenance. But I know a lot of people, and I'm surrounded by a lot of people that are high maintenance. But I don't consider that a bad thing. I believe that that means that they know their worth, and they're teaching you how to treat them. And so whenever you're thinking about entering into a relationship or being in a relationship with someone, first and foremost, your relationship with yourself is always, always, and it needs to be top priority. How you treat yourself is of the utmost importance. You got to learn how to love yourself. You got to learn how to minister love to yourself. If you don't know how to do it, read some books. I've actually had someone tell me that I don't know how to love myself. Well, okay. I'm going to just give you a little suggestion. 
take time out to think about the things that you really like that bring you joy. It could be something as simple as going to get a facial. It could be something as simple as going to get a little bitty pint of ice cream. It could be something as simple as going to the movies by yourself. Do you know how many people are afraid to go to the movie theater by themselves, who are afraid to go out to dinner by themselves? Where did that fear come from? Is it because you fear that you're going to be judged? Is it because you fear that it's going to be embarrassing? Child, I will be the first to go sit at a booth, and when they say just you, yes. Now I have the menu, please? <laughs> because I love my own company. I don't have to be around a lot of people, but I can easily adapt. I can go from being by myself or in a crowd full of people. It's either way I'm going to adapt to the atmosphere. And that might not be you. You might just be a person that's like, nah, I think I'm good. Um, I don't like being by myself. And I, I will say this. It is something that you got to practice if that's not you. Um, and practice does make perfect. But eventually, if you take the time out to date yourself, then you'll start to realize, okay, so this right here, I don't want to be dating nobody like this. Okay, this right here, no, this is not, this doesn't fit well, this don't feel right. Um, because when you know yourself, when you truly know yourself, you'll be able to see what is a deal breaker for you. You'll be able to know beyond a shadow of a doubt what is a deal breaker for you. And you'll be able to know what you're willing to compromise as well as what you're going to, uh, I'm not bending on this right here. But you'll be able to say it with confidence, not second-guessing yourself, not doubting yourself, but like, nope, uh-uh, I'm not bending. If you're someone that's like, I can't stand Brussels sprouts, and then you start dating someone that loves them, and they're like, hey, just try it. If you already know that that's something that you're not willing to compromise, I'm sorry. I just can't do Brussels sprouts. I don't care if you are the man that I love or woman that I love and you're making them. It's just something I can't do. And be able to stand in that confidently. That will let them know, and it will show you if this person is willing to be there with you no matter what or like, well, you know, you don't like Brussels sprouts. I guess I'm going to have to move around because I love me some Brussels sprouts, and, and I'm not going to change my diet for you. Okay, well. Glad we found this out in the beginning. Ma'am, sir, thank you very much. <laughs> I know that might have been a terrible example, but I hope y'all get the point. You know, when you know yourself, then your picker becomes better. The way you pick, who you pick, it becomes better. And then even if you are in a phase of your life that you've lost yourself, because trust me, honey, I have been there. Oh, I have been there. I've been in situations where... I was so caught up in the relationship, and I was so intertwined in the relationship to where when the relationship began to dissolve, I did not know what to do with myself. So one thing I learned from those experiences that did happen a couple of times, I was like, girl, you got to get you a life. Like, you have to have some hobbies. You got to go and what is it that Teresa wants to do? What do I like to do by myself? That's when I start. I, be, I, be, I believe that's when I began, getting tongue twisted over here, I believe that's when I began to date myself. It's when I finally had my back up against the wall and recognized that, that was, this was not going to work for me. Me getting so intertwined with someone else and losing myself and losing sight of the things that I love to do and the places I love to go 
had to redefine some things about myself and reintroduce myself to myself. And I don't think that that was a bad thing. Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you literally, um, if you've had a bad breakup and you don't know where to start uh, because your heart is so broken and you're just like, I literally never, ever, 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 ever imagined my life without this individual, and then you see yourself in a situation where now you are without that individual, become your own best friend. Minister to yourself. Get by your own card. If, if if there was something that they used to do, make a playlist for you every once in a while, those things that maybe that they used to do that drew you to them, that made you fall in love, do those things for yourself. Just because the individual is no longer doing those things doesn't mean that it's got to stop. And that's one thing that I have tried to, like, literally stick to, I get my own self-cards sometimes, especially if I've had a bad day at work. I'll go to Wally World, and I will purchase me a little 99-cent card, honey. I will put my little words of encouragement in it and go to the post office, drop the thing off, and I promise you, when I least expect it but know that I need it, I will get that card in the mail, and it is encouraging me. So it's a twofold blessing. I'm getting it out to encourage myself. I'm refilling my cup when I feel like my cup has been emptied. And then... When I least expect it on another day, a new the card shows up, and I'm re-encouraging myself again. Sometimes, whenever it is that we are going through something, it's just good to encourage ourselves. Waiting for someone else to be that person to do that for you, child, you might be waiting indefinitely, and you don't want to do that. <laughs> you might be aging yourself trying to wait for somebody else. I was just waiting for that compliment. I mean, I knew I looked cute, but I was just waiting for him to say, girl, he may never even notice. So then, you know, you got your lip all out or whatever because it didn't happen or didn't unfold the way you wanted it to. Be your greatest cheerleader. Celebrate you no matter what. No matter what. And then if you don't know how to date yourself, put your your little time on the calendar. Be like, today, I'm going to go get my nails done. If you can't afford it, if you cannot, do your own nails. Go to the 99-cent store. Buy you, they, got, they got nail polish for 99 cents. Go get you some 99-cent nail polish, honey. Go get you some, just, you know, they got a little spa stuff or whatever. Pay about $5. Go and do your own little pampering. But what it is is that you are... And then as you know, your finances get better. If you're in that situation, if when your finances get better, then you start to up the ante. But think of ways where you can uplift your own spirit without having to wait for someone else to do it. And the reason why I truly believe that that is so vital is because there will be times that you are not going to like your spouse. I'm putting it out there because it's so true. And those of you that have been married for X amount of years, y'all know I'm telling the truth. Tell the true shame of the devil. <laughs> and so with that being said, be the like literally be your own best friend. So that way whenever they drop the ball, because they will, whether it's intentional or not, you are not looking like Bobo the fool because you were waiting for all this validation from someone that is so preoccupied with what they got going on. It's not because it's not always intentional, y'all. Sometimes these offenses that come are not intentional offenses, but you've got to be willing to do whatever is required for you, not just for your mental health, 
but to make sure that you are showing up for yourself. You might you might actually have showing up for everybody else on lock. Good for you. But show up for yourself first. We teach people how to treat us. What are you teaching people today? So I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode, because this is going to conclude my episode on today. But please, please, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you so much for listening.